the home of the Flyers, 1290 and 95.7 WHIO, Dayton's News and Talk. Hey, everybody. Welcome into Flanagan's Pub. Dayton 68, St. Louis 63 final. A five-point win means Dayton has taken round one of the Arch Baron Cup, and they have now won five straight in this hallowed series. A champion's pose, Dayton fans, because Dayton is on a roll. Keith Walskowski, we're here for Flyer Feedback, and Dayton improves to 10-6, and 2-1 and one on the year. They hit the turbo boosters at the close of the first half, Keith, when they... Started to speed things up at the Flyers. Yeah, absolutely. Right from the get-go, too, they came out with uh, with a bit of energy, a little bit of chip on their shoulder. It seemed like they were uh, they were ready to go. You knew playing St. Louis is going to be a tough physical game. Uh, the difference is St. Louis can shoot the ball now. Uh, it's not just going to be a, a game in the 40s and an absolute slugfest. Uh, so I thought we handled it well. And, you know, they, they hit a couple of shots early to kind of keep them in it, even though I thought we had some momentum. It killed it a little bit. But, uh, you know, ultimately I, I thought we handled a lot of stuff really well today. Yeah, they were it – was, it was close in the first half to start, Keith, because even though Kobe Elvis was that spark plug right away for the Flyers and through much of that first half, you got a 9-9 tie at the under-16. It's even at 14 at the under 12, and even by eight minutes even left when they hit the under eight break, Dayton's only up one. So they had trouble pulling away from the Billikens up to that point. Now, they open up a little bit of a lead at three points at the under four, and they're up 10 at the break. Uh, so give Dayton credit for pushing the Billikens out to sort of an arm's length by halftime. And Keith, in the second half, that lead got to as big as 16. Mm-hmm. Uh, now, it, it, as Brooks Hall said on the, on the call with Larry, Dayton got it to... It was close to close that game out, but it wasn't quite panic time like we've seen this team earlier in the year because at times this Dayton team has had trouble closing games out. Yeah, uh, time and score has been an issue. Playing playing with the lead, uh, good shot, bad shot. And, and ultimately, it's just, I think it's just the style that we play. You know, even even from the get-go early on in the games, if we're trying to slow it down and get a specific specific look, we really don't do that well. We just have to play play hard, play fast, take what the defense gives us no matter who it is, and towards the end of the games when we're not able to do that, because, again, you're trying to use clock, you're trying to get a specific shot, uh, wind it down, use the use the scoreboard to your advantage. We struggle with that at times. But, again, guys are young. It's a learning experience. Uh, so it's, it's good to have games like this. Again, tough teams. They're not going to let down physical defense. Uh, not just going to lay down 10 minutes to go in the game because we got a 16-point lead. Yeah, Kobe Elvis, as I mentioned, was the spark plug to start. He had 12 of his 14 points, Keith, all in the first half. He was 5 of 9 from the field in the first frame, including 2 of 3 from beyond the arc. Uh, so you get good production there with uh, Kobe Elvis. He and uh, Molly Smith uh, pace the Flyers with 14 points apiece. You also get a nice game from Deron Holmes. Deuce putting an 11 of his own. And also, Keith, another positive that we've seen now in two straight games after dreadful bench play a week ago against VCU. Much more productive bench play, 34 points off the bench Saturday against GW. Now another productive night from the bench, 18 points off your bench from uh, Mustafa Amzio, Kobe Brea, and Elijah Weaver combining for those 18 in a reserve role. Uh, yeah, and, and, you know, a lot of it comes down to a lot of it comes down to momentum. A lot of it comes down to uh, <clears throat> if, you, if we get things rolling, and we're feeling good about ourselves, we play better. Obviously, that makes sense. But 
when things aren't going well, what are we doing? What do we go to? That's that's where we tend to struggle a little bit. The highs get higher, the lows get lower. We gotta we gotta find a way to mature and kind of level that ship uh, within those ebbs and flows. Hard to argue Molly Smith as being anything other than the other than the player of the game tonight, Keith. I mean, look at this stat line: fourteen points, eight rebounds, five assists, one steal. Now he did have five turnovers. Um, but Molly Smith continues his emergence, Keith, as sort of the guy who makes this team go at this point of the season. Yeah, and it's and it's interesting as a freshman. Again, I think early on in this season, there was a lot of people just kind of looking around. Like we've heard Anthony Grant talk about it, who's you know know your roles. But I think they were kind of looking at each other, like what are the roles? Who's going to do this? Who's getting the shots? Who's going to play? Who's controlling the ball? And Molly has emerged from the pack as a physical leader as an emotional leader uh you know you you see him flexing you see him cheering you see him uh picking up his teammates directing traffic and uh not quite there yet but what's uh, you know in two three four years we're going to be talking about how he is like a trey landers ryan mike sell out on the court an emotional leader a coach on the court uh somebody that's that's keeping everybody on the same page Brooks Hall mentioned it too for different points of the broadcast. Keith, the two-man game. Speaking of Molly, that him and Deron Holmes have going at times. I mean, that's that's just a thing of beauty. It really is. It really is. I, I think Deron does a really good job of actually making contact, setting screens. It forces his defender to step up and guard Molly. Molly does an incredible job of creating contact, keeping a guy on his hip, being a threat going to the basket. He makes some incredible finishes, acrobatic finishes. So you have to respect that. But at the same time, Duran being six foot eleven, he moves well. He can go get balls. He's got pretty good hands. Uh, so, and everybody else, you put shooters around him. It's a it's a solid pick and roll game, pick and roll action that I'm sure they're working on. I'm sure they're looking at and saying, "Hey, this is this is actions that we want to take advantage of. Please do it." I think another positive for this Dayton team too is we know they've struggled taking care of the ball tremendously so at times throughout this year, but. You know, for them, Keith, 12 turnovers today, maybe a little higher than you'd like. You try to keep it 10 and under, you know, single digits, but certainly no more than 10. So for this team, 12 turnovers. For them, Keith, that's taking care of the ball in a better fashion than they have for much of the year. Yeah, little little high as far as the numbers go. A, a few offensive fouls, especially late in there. And, again, you're going to take some of the bad with the good with Malachi. You mentioned he's got five turnovers. There's times, again, that he gets a little bit out of control. Maybe he tries to do a little bit too much. I don't mind the fact that he's testing the waters, trying to do new things, trying to do things that that are not actions that maybe you necessarily work on in practice. But you know, we got to make, we still got to know the difference between a good decision and a bad decision. Yep. Flyers a winner tonight, 68-63 over the St. Louis Billikens. They've now won five straight in the series between these two teams. What does Dayton head coach Anthony Grant think about this one? Well, you're about to find out because he is live with Larry Hansgen courtside at UD Arena on the other side of this break right here on the home of the Flyers. The home of the Flyers, 1290 and 95.7 WHIO, Dayton's news and talk. The home of the Flyers, 1290 and 95.7 WHIO, Dayton's news and talk. Larry Hanskin back here at the UD Arena. Dayton defeats St. Louis 68-63 to the court with Coach Anthony Grant. Brought to you by Pickerel, Schaefer, and Ebling, the only law firm you'll ever need. Find out more at pselaw.com. Coach, rebounding isn't sexy, but if you do it right, you can win some basketball games. Well, that was certainly critical today. You know, St. Louis is one of the better rebounding teams in the country, so we knew we'd have to come in and do a good job competing. I thought we did that today. Yuri Collins, uh, 
the top assist man in the country uh, comes in the ball game. First of all, he only had the one assist in the first half. He turned him over six times. Second half, he gets in foul trouble. And uh, I, I guess that really showed how important he is to that team because your team was able to, to take advantage of that moment. I think he finished with nine assists today. You know, so he, he's really, really good. And obviously it's a big, big difference when he's not on the floor for their team. And I thought our team was able to stretch the lead out when he came out of the game. So, uh, you know, basketball is always going to be a game of runs. You know, we had some runs in the first half that allowed us to build the lead. They had a run there to start the second half that, that erased that lead pretty quickly. And uh, we had another run in us. Obviously, at the end of the game, the last four minutes, they had another run in them. So we've got to learn how to finish games a little bit better. But overall, I thought our guys did a very good job today of being able to come away with the win. You played with tempo. And when you played with tempo, you had success. Yeah. They, they changed that in the second half a little bit with the press. Slowed us down a little bit. Our guys got a little uncertain in terms of what we were doing. But we were able to find the rhythm again, get back out in transition, and, and find, find uh, you know, enough ways to score, whether it was through the free throw line or uh, at the rim. Uh, in transition uh, to be able to secure the win. You guys uh, are finding their roles and how they can engage, how they can impact games. And uh, Deron Holmes, I think he learned early on, he can in, he can impact games around the rim. Um, uh, is it unusual in your experience, though, to see a guy who can be that effective a shot blocker without fouling a lot? Well, you know, it's, it's rare, you know, that you have the, the, guys, the guys that can impact the game at the rim like that. But he's certainly a rim protector. And I think he's learning with every game, you know, how to be effective without fouling. And I thought he did a great job tonight. You talk about learning with every game. You know, this was a game that, that it went down to literally to the final seconds. But, you, you know, you're, you're learning in these situations. Yeah. I saw, you know, white knuckle basketball. I didn't see any panic in your guys whatsoever. Yeah, you know, I think, uh, you know, when, when uh, I think four minutes to go, we were up maybe 14, 16 points. And, uh, you know, they, they did what most, team, most teams are going to do at that, at that time. They started to press and they started to trap and be more aggressive. And, uh, you know, so we've got to learn how to handle those situations. We've had a couple of games here where we've had leads. And uh, instead of extending the leads, we've tried to hold on to it. And uh, we just got to be better. But, but hopefully we'll be learning from those experiences and we'll be in those situations again where we understand how to handle those situations as we mature as a team. All right, great. Great win tonight, Coach. Congratulations. Appreciate it. Go Flyers. All right. Uh, that does wrap things up here on behalf of our crew, Courtside, Brooks Hall, and our engineer producer, Courtside, Kirsten Johnson. I'm Larry Hanskin. One more time, our final score is Dayton 68 and St. Louis 63. Now stick around for more of Flyer Feedback. The home of the Flyers, 1290 and 95.7 WHIO, Dayton's News and Talk. The Bud Light Post Game Show on 1290 and 95.7 WHIO. Brought to you by Bud Light. Where there's fun, there's a Bud Light there. Premier Health, proud to be the official health care provider for UD Athletics. Learn more at premierhealth.com slash UD. Frickers, for over 30 years, has been the home of fun, food, sports, and spirits. Care Source, individual and family health insurance that has you covered with kindness. Vandalia Blacktop and Seal Coating, make your parking lot look great again. Go to VandaliaBlacktop.com to see how. And by Logan AC and Heat Services, the official heating and cooling partner of the UD Flyers, helping fans stay comfortable all season long. The Bud Light Post Game Show on 1290 and 95.7 WHIO, Dayton's News and Talk. University of Dayton Basketball is a presentation of 1290 and 95.7 WHIO. The announcers for today's game were chosen in conjunction with the University of Dayton. 
Get up, Flyer fans. It's the show just for you. Flyer Feedback, presented by Bud Light. Flyer Feedback is brought to you by Flanagan's Pub. For all of your UD Flyer game day food and drinks, check out the newly remodeled Flanagan's on Stewart Street. Enjoy that same Flyer faithful experience you've grown accustomed to since 1976. Bud Light, where there's fun, there's a Bud Light there. Premier Health, proud to be the official health care provider for UD Athletics. Learn more at premierhealth.com slash UD. And by Logan AC and Heat Services, the official heating and cooling partner of the UD Flyers, helping fans stay comfortable all season long. Call in with your comments or questions. 457-1290. Flyer feedback on 1290 and 95.7 WHIL. Dayton's News and Talk. Hey, everybody. Welcome in to the aforementioned newly renegated Flan- renovated Flanagan's Pub. It's John Bedell, former Flyer and University of Dayton Athletic Hall of Famer Keith Walskowski, and you here for Flyer Feedback. Dayton a winner tonight, 68-63 over the St. Louis Billikens. Dayton has now won five straight in this hallowed Arch Baron Cup series between these two teams. Uh, Keith, with the five-point win, Dayton gets to 10-6 and six overall, 2-1 and one in A-10 play. And uh, you got some good vibes back with this team after that little bit of a dip last week, losing uh, a real gut puncher to VCU. Dayton's now won two straight. Yeah, it, I mean, up and down season. Uh, you kind of expected that. Uh, I, I don't think we're too far off from the record that I that I expected, just the roundabout way to get there. But, you know, youth and inexperience, there's going to be good, there's going to be bad. We talked about it at the beginning of the season. We're going to have highs, we're going to have lows from game to games, within the games. Uh, and we've seen that so far this year. So that's part of growing up is uh, kind of learning how to compose yourself on the court, learning how to play with a little bit of pressure, and, uh, and maturing and growing up and developing. Yeah, it's, it's a slightly, as you mentioned in the postgame before we heard from Anthony Grant, Keith, it's a slightly higher scoring version of a St. Louis team that we're used to seeing. Typically you associate Travis Ford's Billiken's bunches as being slow it down, grind it out, defensive effort. It's going to turn it into a rock fight. And typically we've seen their offensive strategy be we're going to huck up a shot, we're going to miss it, we're going to get an offensive rebound in the putback, and that's our offensive scheme. Not so with this Billiken's team. Yeah, no, no absolutely not. It, typically these games have been like you know 45 to 42 type of slug fest like right. you mentioned uh but again yeah st louis can shoot the ball a little bit so you give them some credit they certainly showed it early on the percentages really weren't that bad if you look at uh you look at their percentages from the game their shooting percentages but they had some turnovers we scored some points off of turnovers and uh, you know again i i think after a after a hot start from the three-point line in the in the second part of the first half i think we did a good job of kind of running them off the three-point line and forcing some yeah. difficult kind of floater runner type of shots and you know we're able to able to make it a more difficult game with with a little bit more a uh, little bit more offense than we're used to seeing yeah molly smith doing molly smith things with his stat line tonight 14 points eight rebounds five assists one steal he did have four turnovers kobe elvis uh led the flyers as well as Molly Smith with 14. Deron Holmes, 11 points, four boards. Off the bench, Mustafa Amziel, R.J. Blakeney, Elijah Weaver, and Tumani Kamara with 9, 6, 5, and 5, respectively. Kamara throwing in nine rebounds. So that's another positive as we look at this game, Keith, is that they're continuing to get much better. Second straight game where the bench play is at an acceptable level after it was just really bad, atrociously so. Uh, against VCU last week uh, yeah and, and when you look at this team we talk about this team on paper in the preseason and early on in the season we've got a whole bunch of different weapons 
and we've got guys that night in, night out, we may have a different leader, right? Where there's, there's a number of different guys that can lead this team in a number of different categories, and we've seen it. We haven't necessarily seen it. Uh, it visually, it hasn't been the greatest-looking thing night in and night out. Uh, and ultimately, I think a, a big lesson for these guys has to be that the effort has to be there, and not just effort, but thinking on your feet, the composure – out on the court, the preparation every single day. Because it's easy it's easy to get up for a big game. It's easy to get up for Kansas. Uh, it's easy to get up for uh, St. Louis when you're coming back home after a, you know what, I, the VCU we lost late. I don't think we should have lost that game given the situation at the end, but it, it is. So your first home game back, uh, it's easy to get up for those games. Now right. the question is, can you get up for Duquesne on the road? Can you get up for... George Mason on the road, LaSalle on the road, those type of uh, landmine, easy to lose focus and think that you can walk into the gym and beat this team. There's still preparation that goes into those games, right? There's still college basketball teams that aren't going to lay down for you. Can we be mature enough to prepare and just go absolutely throttle those teams like we should? And I think that's why, to rewind real quick for Saturday, why so many Dayton fans were so pleased to see the result on Saturday. You go into an empty gym in Foggy Bottom and you dump truck an awful GW team, which you should, but that was something, Keith, last year the Dayton team did not do well. They they had a lot of fits with bottom feeder programs, not so on Saturday, and then you follow that up by beating a pretty good St. Louis team. I mean, Ken Palm 78, their net ranking 65, so that's a quad two game at home because it's a 31-75 to 75 opponent. So you follow up, no letdown after Saturday. Yeah, and, and again, that's the thing. The way this team has been, the highs and the lows, you could almost expected it. I did expect it. I expected us to win by 25. I called a couple of my friends and said, I, that's the, I'll bet you a coffee on that one. We're going to win by 25 because they're going to get yelled at after the game. Anthony oh, yeah. is going to call some people out individually. We're going to have very candid conversations. We're going to do the same thing through practice, and they're going to practice really, really hard, get back to basics, and we'll be refocused for that game. And we had that same focus coming into tonight. The question is, for this team – is when does it wear off? Because that's what it's been for us is, is it the third game? Is it the fourth game? Is it the fifth game? At some point it wears off, and we revert back to losing focus, getting a little bit selfish, trying to do our own thing when we're out there, not working on defense but focusing on offense. And these guys have to realize that it's – 31 game seasons right and on the micro level even tonight again it's it's give them credit they beat a good st louis team but if we're nitpicking down the stretch you know lost a little bit of focus down the stretch where they made it close this is a team that's still learning how to thoroughly salt games away absolutely and and if you compare it very similar game to at least as the style of play to vcu very physical very handsy grabby lots of contact with Every single possession, every single action, right? Tonight we handled it with some maturity, with some physicality. We didn't back off. VCU, there were times where we got a little soft and we backed off. Yeah. Yeah, and it's, uh, you know, like I said, good to see them get the five-point win. And I think you got to give Kobe Elvis a lot of credit because he was the spark plug to start the game, 12 of his 14 points in the first half. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, we were – no, back up, bud. I don't, I, I don't want to say we went to him. He was hot. He had a hot hand. He recognized it, even took a few shots that you're like, man, that's, it's not a good shot. But you're hot, so you got that leash. Go ahead and roll with it. Right, yeah. 
And then, you know, I think overall, Molly Smith taking control, you know, doing his thing throughout the course of the game, even though Kobe's maybe that spark plug in the first half, just steady hand on the rudder, 14 points leading the Flyers. Yeah, absolutely. And he's going to be that guy. He's He's got a little bit of composure, tough kid, leading the team, emotional leader. We've talked about it a lot. When you do need some buckets, it seems like, and, and again, Brooks talked about it. You talked about it earlier. We need a bucket. Let's go a little pick-and-roll action with Duran, see what we can develop. Mally's getting to the basket, uh, or we're leaving it for Duran, or people collapse because they've recognized that we're kicking it out and we're knocking down shots. And that's good offense. That's what we have to do to generate offense, generate good shots that we can make, not settling for bad shots. Yep. Four, five, seven, twelve, ninety is the number, or you can take advantage of the Bud Light mic. Jeff and Dayton, you're alone. Now we'll let you go. Hey guys, uh, I really like the defensive change at the end where Holmes was on Hargrove and using his length to, you know, bother him, not let him get a shot up. It reminded me a lot of how uh, Oliver would put Keith on Jameer Nelson and just blanket him with his superior length. Yeah, you remember that one differently than I do. <laughs> <laughs> but no, I, I agree. Nelson and Delonte West, take both of them. Uh, yeah, and Pat Carroll and Bill Phillips. It was yeah, it was a never ending with them. Um, but. Uh, Duran Holmes has developed into a guy. What he, he had five five blocks tonight. That's just what was on the stat sheet. Right. There's another one. Doesn't count as a block. It was a lob. They were looking to get over him. Uses all of his length. Gets up. Taps the ball away. He alters uh, an incredible amount of shots. He's done a really really good job of not just giving up position, not being some guy that just wanders in the in the around to the rim. Uh, Costas Antetokounmpo used to do that. Right. He just wanted to stand around the rim and block shots. Sometimes he got there, sometimes he didn't. Duran does a great job of actively defending his guy, physically battling in the low post, but still being able to release, to help, deflect a shot, block a shot, alter a shot, and still get back and rebound the basketball, cut a guy out, and still play as physically as he needs to. And I think if, as he progresses, give him an offseason to put on 10 or 15 pounds and then give him another offseason to put on 10 or 15 pounds, and he's going to be an absolute beast. I mean, that's, that's a one-two punch. You're, you're seeing flashes of it tonight. When you look at Molly Smith and Deron Holmes, Keith, I mean, that's a duo that just they seem to be developing a really strong chemistry where they're just very aware of each other on the court. And, man, that, that high-low combination looks like, without naming names, some combinations we've seen. peanut butter and jelly. Yeah, a little, little bit of PB&J looks like. That's, I ha- I'll admit I had that thought, that, that that to me at times tonight maybe had flashes of Jalen Crutcher, Obi Toppin. Absolutely. And I, and I think as much as we uh, talk about Duran developing and putting on some weight, and that's what it keys, it, it kind of hinges on development. They've been good so far, but we can't be complacent. We can't be satisfied with this level, right? right. Continue to work, get better, get stronger, add a new facet to your games. Uh, like Malachi, if he develops like a mid-range jump shot, pull-up yeah. jump shot, and then even out to a three-point, at least be a threat from three-point with less than the five seconds that it takes him to get off a shot now. <laughs> right. <laughs> you put a couple of shooters around there, and, yeah, we, we're, we're dangerous. I could talk myself into getting real excited about this team. I mean, because you're looking at Molly. I mean, this is a guy that we – he's routinely putting up stat lines like he did tonight. 14 points, eight boards, five assists, and a steal. And this is all, Keith, while we're still saying, this kid's still trying to figure it out. And he's putting up these kind of numbers – Routinely. Yeah. And, you know, sometimes basketball players just figure it out. And the coach doesn't necessarily give them free reign to just run out there, roll the ball out, and say, okay, go. Right? They're things that they that you're working on, and they're breaking down film and, and constantly learning and, and 
seeing different looks that other teams are going to throw at him. But, yeah, there's a lot of just – there's a lot of going out there and just playing basketball and making decisions. And we see the, we see the bad side of it with Malachi a few times. There's, there's some extra turnovers in there. But, you know, in the long run, I think he's going to know the difference. He'll figure out what he can get away with and what's good and what's bad and what the right move is and what the right play is. Yeah, and I think, too, after a game like last Wednesday when they came out so flat and Anthony, who never bust tosses, bust tossed with Larry – and then after in his post-game press conference with the rest of the media scrum uh, there at the arena, for them to come out tonight, and regardless of their offensive style, as we mentioned, the St. Louis team's a little more high-scoring than we're typically used to. They're still physical, and they will beat the hell out of you, these St. Louis teams will. They're very good at rebounding. So for Dayton Keith, the other positive I take away is they were, uh, they were positive in the rebounding margin uh, for the game, but also within each half. I mean, they're plus 10 at the break. And they're, they finished plus six overall, uh, 34-28. They out-rebound the Billikens. I mean, that to me is impressive to have that kind of physicality when they just had a really flat effort against another physical team in VCU last week. Yeah, obviously something that they focused on and no quit. And, and the, you know, one of the biggest differences, too, wasn't, it wasn't guys leaking out. It, it was perimeter guys that were coming back in and collecting rebounds and keeping balls alive. And maybe, you know, you can't get all the way to a ball – but you tip it, you keep it alive, you tap it to a teammate, you're fighting for loose balls where we haven't seen that fight from our guys on every single rebound uh, every game this year. There's, there's been times where we just kind of let up and, nah, I can't get to that, and we let it go. And on Saturday after a rebound to, to get up off the mat after, again, to go back to the VCU game last week, for them to, to get up and have such a good game and just wire to wire, you just smack GW around from start to finish on Saturday. The question Saturday was, well, is it, was it, should they be bottling up and selling some of what Anthony was, was saying after the game on Wednesday, or is it partly because GW's just dreadful? Well, I think it's a little bit of both on Saturday. But now I think it's good, Keith, to see them rebound against a really solid St. Louis team. So now the challenge is, as you mentioned earlier, how do they keep this going now? How do they keep this on the upswing as you move into what can be maybe a little bit of a letdown game going to Duquesne? A little bit of a tough road environment, not because it's you know overly raucous or anything, but just because the opposite of that. Yeah, I mean it is it is a relatively newly renovated arena. I don't yeah, they, know I think if they, they just had, finished last year. They did, and there the wasn't two, there wasn't a ton of fans in there uh, last year. Larry and I drove out there to call that game live. Because you guys were doing halfway the, up the stands, uh, the suites, right? Yeah, last year, yes, the, and so the there, you know, there was a handful of people there. And they did the whole pregame lights and things like we do here right. at the arena. Uh, so Duquesne was a little bit pumped up to, you know, new floor, new, new old arena, that whole deal. Right. But, again, it's, it's a road test in the league. Like, team's not going to lay down. So, and, and that's the biggest challenge is can you regroup? Can you take a compliment as a, as a player, as a team, as a collective group? Can you take a compliment? Hey, you've done a good job of this so far. Go do it again. We're not going to be complacent without having to take a loss, play bad, so the coach can light you up after practice or in practice to motivate you to come back out and, and get back to where we should be. Yep. 937-457-1290 is the number, but right now we're going to go to the hotline. It is scorched earth hot because former Flyer Rex Gardecki joins us now. Rex, welcome to Flyer Feedback. Wow, what a great win for the Flyers tonight, John Keith. I uh, worried about, you know, getting down the last four or five minutes and everything, but I think what you talked about to this team 
starting to believe in themselves and get into this certain situation. So we're just uh, just hopefully keep going along. We got Duquesne Saturday, and we'll see what happens. Rex, we talk about Molly Smith's development. He is uh, he's a dude, as the cool kids say these days. Uh, Fourteen points, eight boards, five assists, one steal. Uh, you know, Rex, what'd you see out of him, and also Kobe Elvis, who was that spark plug in the first half, pouring in twelve of his fourteen in the first frame. Well, I think I talked to Keith a couple weeks ago, and you know, maybe we don't want to talk about this on the air, but I think Kobe Elvis might be our best shooter on the team. And I said to him in practice one day, "said You've got to get some shots up." You know, you're efficient. You know, you can keep them 12 or 14 feet. So I think tonight he did that. And if he does that, he's in John. I think he's going to really help us down the stretch. So, you know, it's hard to guard certain guys. And then the Duran Holmes starting to play better. And, uh, and Maya Kai being able to do the things he does. And I think if, if Kobe Ellis can develop the depth, uh, that 14, 15 foot shot, he's going to really be effective for us. So I'm, and I'm really encouraged. Yeah, and Rex, last thing before uh, the break here is that, you know, we always talk about Anthony's offensive system. They sort of hit the turbo boosters when they hit the turbo button, and they did to close that first frame. And, and Rex, when this when this team is playing with pace and space, man, they are a real – they're a real trouble for some teams. Yeah, they did a great job in the last two or three-minute segment. They worked the ball around and got the shots that they really wanted to do, and I think they're starting to play the defense they need to do. I think we're down to what he's in the final this morning I do. We're down to like seven or eight players, so we're able to, yeah. you know, do this and that. And uh, Elijah Weaver came off the bench and did a nice job for us as a point guard. So I think we're starting to get better at just all believing in what you can do. So we've got some tremendous games here in the next, you know, 72 hours, 72 hours, 96 hours. So I'm encouraged. We just got to keep going. Yeah, that's right. Former Flyer Rex Gardecki on the hotline here on Flyer Feedback. Rex, thank you for the call. Dayton a winner tonight, 68-63, a five-point win over the St. Louis Billikens. Gets the Flyers to 10-6 overall. They improved to 2-1 in A-10 play. It's John Bedell, former Flyer and UD Hall of Famer Keith Walskowski, and you here for Flyer Feedback, the home stretch of this fine radio program on the other side of this break right here on the Home of the Flyers. This is Flyer Feedback, 1290 and 95.7 WHIO. Dayton's News and Talk. You're listening to Flyer Feedback on 1290 and 95.7 WHIO. Dayton's News and Talk. Call with your questions and comments now. 457-1290. Flyer Feedback on 1290 and 95.7 WHIO. Hey everybody, for the last time tonight, welcome back into Flanagan's Pub for a newly, into a newly renovated Flanagan's Pub for an edition of Flyer Feedback after an Arch Baron Cup Dayton victory. Dayton 68, St. Louis 63, the five-point win gets Anthony Grant and company to 10-6 and six overall. They improve their 8-10 record to 2-1. and one. Uh, It's John Bedell, former Flyer and UD Hall of Famer Keith Walskowski, and you here for Flyer Feedback, and Keith, there are now zero undefeated teams left in college basketball. The two left standing were USC and Baylor, but Stanford and Texas Tech knocked off the Trojans and Bears, respectively. So the last two undefeated teams in college basketball, USC and Baylor, within about three hours of each other, Keith, with the Baylor game just wrapping up now. Uh, no undefeated teams left across the sport now. Yeah, the, the parity in college basketball, is, I think, is here to stay, and uh, transfer portals just going to... Magnify that with with kids leaving, going wherever they want to. It doesn't work for them. They can they can get into bigger programs and everything like that. So, I, 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 
you know, I think that's here to stay. I don't know if I don't know if we're going to see teams that just absolutely dominate uh, from the get go, like the Dayton Flyers did a couple years ago. Um, yeah, but you know, that's although that's Baylor that. at fifteen and one, we'll see what the Bears do the rest of the way because they are we're pretty solid. Uh, the defending champs are loaded. Uh, so, but hey, tonight good win for Dayton. They keep the good vibes going after what was a real flat A ten opener after what was fifteen days off uh, against VCU last week. They keep they keep the the hype train rolling, Keith. You know, relatively so because we know it's 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 auto bitter bus for this team going forward. But you know, a, a good a good five plus days for this team now, and we'll see if they can keep it going. Heading to another uh, pod team of theirs, Duquesne, for the the first game in the home and home on Saturday in Pittsburgh. You're right; it is auto bitter bus, but you know your goal in CAA tournament. Uh, ultimately, you have to at least have an understanding of how the league works and how the league tournament works. And you can't have days off or games off because ultimately you're playing so that you have the opportunity to only have to play three games in three days to get that auto bid rather than four games in four days or five games in five days and and have a whole mess of it. We've proven to ourselves we can win on the national stage against some big teams three games in four days. I think we've got the makeup if we get hot to go on a run to mess around and win three games in three days. but can we can we have enough mental wherewithal and preparation over the long run of the course of the season to put ourselves in that position? That's an entirely different question. Yeah, and elsewhere around the A-10 tonight, of course, Dayton a five-point winner, 68-63 over St. Louis. St. Bonaventure in overtime, an extra frame of basketball that literally no one asked for because they were playing LaSalle. The Bonnie's a winner, 80-76 to in Philadelphia. VCU, another winner tonight, 84-57 over GW. The Rams are off to a 3-0 start in the A-10. Davidson over UMass. Davidson, early goings, Keith. They look like the class of the A-10 right now. The Wildcats, 77-67 winners over UMass down in uh, the Carolinas tonight. One game tonight postponed by COVID. Richmond and George Mason did not happen because of COVID protocols. Uh, We'll see how this Davidson team looks. Uh, I mean, they're hot right now, Keith, but Dayton doesn't see them until senior night. We don't see... Davidson until the calendar turns to March. Yeah, plenty of time to cool off, plenty of time to uh, for the for the law of averages to kick in, and yeah. you know preseason you're looking at uh, every everyone in the country had written uh, written up St. Bonaventure as the cream in the cr- uh, cream of the crop. They're going to run away with the A10. It's not even going to be a contest. Uh, obviously, some other teams having something to say about that. I think there's some solid teams in there, teams that you definitely. Uh, can't lose focus again when you, especially when you go to their place, but even when they come to our place. And now, too, after you go to Duquesne on Saturday, another tough midweek test against St. Bonaventure, a game that's been postponed because of COVID, so it's moved back a few weeks. But they get the Bonnies coming here to UD Arena a week from tonight. That was a preseason top 25 team. Yeah, it is. And, and you know, for all intents and purposes, it's going to be tough. they got a lot of returning guys. they got some really good basketball players. Again, don't, don't just base it on the the fact that they've lost a few games that they weren't supposed to they're going to bring it they're going to they're going to want to steal a win inside the arena i think everybody yeah. does in the a10 you come into this place there's 13,000 people it's obviously by far uh the the best basketball atmosphere in the league kids used to kind of get intimidated by how loud that that stuff was now i think they almost get a chip on their shoulder to to try to prove that yeah. they belong that they could play at dayton you know, who knows? And I don't think Mark Schmidt and his Bonnies are, are a bunch that, you know, tends to get rattled by that UD Arena atmosphere. That's, although they have proven my personal uh, theory of college basketball, which is 
especially the mid-major level, Keith, having everybody back doesn't automatically equal you're going to be great. The Bonnies are still pretty good. That's a veteran bunch. And Mark Schmidt, as we know, is a good coach. And if you don't know, I'm telling you, because I've in my conversations with him both on and off the record, he is one of the all-time characters in this league uh, in the A-10. Mark Schmidt's uh, one of the good ones uh, in the A-10 across the league. Yeah, he's a great dude. He recruited my brother. I'm, I've got some coaching friends that are close with him. And, and he, I mean, you get, if you, if you, for whatever reason in your life you've ever been to Olean, New York, you'll have more of an appreciation for what he's done there. Uh, okay, Keith, it's not in Olean. Would you please, okay, don't say St. Bonaventure's in Olean because geographically obsessed St. Bonaventure fans are going to jump in my mentions, okay? It's near Olean, please, thank you. We just say St. Bonaventure. That's, that's, the, that's the biggest city around is Olean. That's how they're breaking yeah, know, it down. Yeah, that's they, why they listed the there. The guy gets, like, laser eyes on Twitter, and he, he gets so angry. It's not an, it's not an Olean. <laughs> so I don't need him in my mentions tonight. So, anyways, hey, I got music in my ear. That means we're done for the night. One more time, Dayton winner, 68-63. The Arch Baron Cup is staying put. Dayton's won five in a row in this series. So, Flyer fans, we will talk to you Saturday for Dayton and Duquesne. Until then, for my partner tonight, UD Hall of Famer Keith Walskowski, I'm John Bedell saying we'll see you on the radio Saturday, Flyers fans. Until then, thanks for listening, and go Flyers. This is Flyer Feedback, 1290 and 95.7 WHIO, Dayton's News and Talk.